Hey y'all, this is Amina, and I want to thank y'all for tuning into This Is For Us, By Us. And you know, this is the first episode, so you know how we coming, we bringing that heat out the gate. No, but um, for real, for real, like, this is just something that I've wanted to do for a while. Um, so yes, yeah, so let me just get right into it. I'm Amina, um, I'm a photographer, and I'm from Connecticut. I'm currently a junior. Well, wow. I'm literally a senior now. Okay, let me start over. I'm a senior at the University of Maryland and I study journalism and information science with a concentration in data science. On the back end of things, I do photography and I've been doing photography since like 2016, 2015-ish. Um, I really started taking it seriously in about 2017 though. Um, but yeah, I do photography. Um, you know, I'm very pro-black, very bout it, bout it. Um, and one of the biggest things for me has been using my photography as a means to um, just like capture very important moments and capture what it means to be black in America. And I think one of my biggest inspirations um, in terms of that is definitely like Gordon Parks. You guys should read his book. It's very good. I read it a few years ago. Honestly, I should read it again. Um, but yeah, his, you should look into like who he is and what he does, very good stuff. And pretty much my brand is Amina Simone Photography. That's what I'm about, like capturing you and your most powerful moments. Um, and yeah, and you know, I've gone like a couple different ways. Like I started out doing like style and fashion and stuff like that. Um, but I didn't really feel like I had the like tools that I wanted to like do studio work as much, as well as like edit how I wanted to. So. Um, I kind of like moved away from that and got more into like the photojournalism side of things. Um, and that's definitely been like a very cool experience. Like last summer, oh my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and that's definitely been a very cool experience. Last summer I had the opportunity um, to intern as a photojournalist as well as a data, um, and to do data graphics as well. So I did both. But the photojournalism part was definitely very cool. Got to meet people, hear their stories. Um, and I'll talk more about that, like, again, in another episode. <laughs> but yeah, my career goals are definitely, they've definitely, like, gone several different ways. Um, I wanted to do journalism originally as my career, but I, I don't want to do that really no more. Um, unless I'm doing, like, data journalism and stuff like that. Um, or maybe freelance photography, stuff like that. Um, but I do see myself working... Um, you know, in the realm of data science and just working to like use data to make information more accessible to people. But um, into the purpose of this show, like I said, I'm very much about like highlighting black life, black experience through art and creativity. And the biggest thing that I've noticed is there's, I don't want to say there's a gap for black women entrepreneurs or like black women who are creatives, but there's definitely not enough I feel like community and maybe maybe I have it misconstrued maybe I'm the one who's messing up I don't know but I just think it needs to be a little bit easier for us to connect with one another um and like know who we are like know each other and so this show is really just going to highlight black women um who are you know creatives entrepreneurs um it might expand to men it might expand to other people of color maybe but right now it's not about y'all so yeah and that's not that's not to be flip or be a jerk but this is what i know so this is what we finna talk about <laughs> and of course you know quarantine got everybody feeling real creative and that's really cool because like 
we'll always need more black women to step up and share their experiences. So, yeah, man, share their work, share their art, all that good stuff. You know, hopefully this podcast can provide other girls, um, young girls and like young women who are interested in starting their own businesses or old women, too. You know, we we here for y'all seniors. Y'all got it. Um, But hopefully it can be kind of like a resource for people and. They can also use this to build their own brands. And if they have questions, they can reach out and stuff like that. So um, the title comes from a common phrase for us by us. It's also a song by Solange, um, you know, Texas baby, what, what. But yeah, so that's where I got the title from. Um, what was that? Was I going to name it something else? I'm trying to think. No, I think I always knew I wanted to incorporate like for us, by us, because that's what it's about. But I don't remember. I don't think there's any other name. I know I had some other cover designs that I had in mind and I really didn't want to outsource it. Like I didn't want somebody else to make it. So, yeah, but um, <laughs> and we can like talk about like creative process too. like there's there's this going to be this is this is a great groundwork. I'm really excited for this show. I think there's going to be a lot of. There's going to be a lot of stuff for a lot of different people. And, you know, I'll say this preface with that um, in that, you know, there's going to be stuff you might love. You might hate. You might agree with your whole chest. Um, You might disagree, but, you know, cry, laugh. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. You know, all that sappy stuff people be saying. Whatever it is, I just hope that you guys like enjoy this journey and you guys enjoy this ride with me. As we just get to learn more about one another and celebrate each other. We'll move into the meat of today's episode, though. Um, And as you can see by the title, today's episode is called For Black Creatives by Black Creatives. And really what that is, I just wanted to kind of take this first episode to like not just talk about, oh, like I'm a lino, blah, 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 whatever. I mean, maybe I like that. I don't know. But I also wanted to take this time to just kind of like get into those layers and get into that, you know, um, that intersectionality, you know, we're going to talk about that. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll, do we need a break? I feel like I need a break. I'm about to go eat dinner. Um, (laughs) yeah, we're going to take a break. Uh, just to start this episode, um, you know, I want to address and define, at least for me, what a black creative looks like, what a black female creative looks like, um, and what that really means. Um, and so to start with, you know, even just saying the title, like it's kind of a mouthful, <laughs> black female creatives, um, you know, black women entrepreneurs, like those are three different layers and three different intersections of that we stand at. And, um, you know, we're definitely going to discuss like intersectionality. Oh yeah. Um, and I've decided that I'm really going to make the genuine effort to come on this, this podcast, giving y'all the facts, giving y'all the receipts, because, you know, if I want this to be a living resource, I have to treat it as such and give y'all the keys to the knowledge. Even as much as much as I probably I just don't feel like it sometimes. I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna do that for y'all. Um and so just to kind of get to the roots of intersectionality, um, you know, it was a word coined by Kimberly Crenshaw. 
Um, and she does like a lot of different research and like a lot of, um, you know, race theory. Um, and she's been doing that uh, since like the 80s or like the 70s or something like that. And she coined the term in like 1989 in like a paper on these three different legal cases that she was discussing about, um, you know, just discrimination in general and how really black women as a group are, you know, just recognizing people who uh, stand at different intersections as a group, they're going to experience things way differently. Um, and you know, it's like, I'm not just black. I'm not just a woman. I'm a black woman. It's a whirlwind, um, for the good, the bad and the ugly reasons that I'm sure y'all are all familiar with that. I don't need to like go into detail, like protests happening, you know, against police brutality. And, you know, we got a virus that's like disproportionately killing black people already. So it's just, it's just, you know, this pod, I feel like this podcast is going to come or is coming not at a good time, but definitely at like a pivotal moment um, where we get to kind of dissect some of those issues as well and talk about that. Um, and, you know, even the Washington Post was like the virus and mostly like in predominantly like black counties or something like there's three times as many um, like infections and six times as many deaths as like either non-black or like white counties. And I'm just like, bro is it every time kill black people but yeah you know being black in america is like a lot of like high points and definitely like some low points um and just american history has put black people at such a disadvantage that like it's i don't know like people white people non-black people of color like they don't want to address like all these different factors that play a role and if it's to me it seems like it feels like if it's not obvious or blatantly racist people don't want to address it um so all those like real de jure instances of racism whether it's like microaggressions or like at a more structural level of like health and wealth disparities and inequity um redlining the criminal justice system like all that stuff like that like there's numbers to back it up like there's clearly something wrong happening here what is the cause racism but nobody wants to point out bias and stuff like that because you know it it's hard to prove blah blah but you know all that all those things like factor into like what it is to like you know be black um especially in america and stuff like that and then even beyond just the stuff that's like less obvious and it's very like covert forms of racism there are definitely and i i mean i probably could have looked some up but there's i'm sure that there are more de facto which is like by law um de facto examples of segregation and racism just embedded into the law so you know it's it's crazy but um but yeah so that's just one aspect you know that will that definitely is like gonna come up in the show um and then as a woman you know we deal with not looking at it as black women but just as women there's like a lot of other issues you know that we have to deal with just you know the patriarchy in general um but then as a black woman there's like issues with um the healthcare system that pertain to us especially like maternal mortality which is something that i'm very much like an advocate for um and just like women's wellness in general um the pay gap you know black women we're still making like 63 cents to the white man's dollar 
Yeah, and that like pay gap, wage gap type energy, that persists even for women who own their own businesses. And I'll like mention that later, but I definitely want to have like an economic, maybe like series or like rundown for a few episodes um, on the show. So that'll definitely be something we could talk about. But sexism, sexual harassment, all this other stuff that women like deal with. And then at that on top of being black, and then you have like a black woman and it's just and the way that they um inter like the way these issues intertwine is just very it's very interesting um yeah I just it is a lot to dissect and there's a lot of things coming from a lot of different sides whether that's positive or negative um so that's definitely something to to acknowledge and understand <laughs> And then finally, we have like the side of, you know, being a black woman creative, a black woman entrepreneur. Um, And really, that's just, you know, you provide the goods and the services that people need. Um, And people may, you know, yes, okay, you know, having a birthday photo shoot is not a necessity or, um, you know, getting your nails done is not a necessity per se, but there's definitely a level of um, like self-care or like mental mental wellness that just having you know being able to have the means to do things that you want to do um provides so that's more so where it kind of comes in as like a necessity air quotes you can't see me doing a but air quotes whatever um and there's just so many different niches within the creative world and I just love that so much like you could become a creative and do whatever you want to do for real for real because there's always going to be people who are like oh, I wish there was somebody to do this or do that. And there's going to be somebody in this world that is going to fulfill that need. Um, And if not, you become that person to fulfill that need, duh, you know? Um, But yeah. And, you know, at this point in time, black women are really the blueprint. We're the blueprint for it all. Okay, like the list goes on and on and on. You know, Erica Badu, but um, <laughs> but the list goes on and on. Whether it's like fashion, that's clothes, shoes, jewelry, makeup, um, hair. Oh my God, hair, nails, like all that stuff. Music, like, ugh, like we we really are the blueprint, and we never get credit. It's fine. No, it's not. But you know, it's fine. We'll we're we're coming. You should be scared. You should be very scared. <laughs> But it's really like, it's just, I think that it's really time for us to take control of that blueprint energy and, you know, really take advantage of the fact that we set the stage for so many different aspects of life, whether that's in America or just around the world, we set that stage and it's time for us to let people know, like we running this. Um, but yeah, so definitely like, I'm just really excited again, I keep saying this, but like. I see this I could see this podcast really doing some things so I'm really hoping that's what it does um and it reaches an audience that really wants to listen and engage and participate and stuff but just to really like create a network of us that you know makes it easier for us to connect and to get clout because you know what 
I would really like to act like, you know, like things like followers and stuff like that or like your network doesn't matter, but that's what makes your brand your brand. Like those supporters who uplift you and share your work with other people and stuff like that. So clout is important and I'm going to say that now it might not be the typical clout you think of, but you know, clout, whatever. Um, and increasing that cash flow, you know, want to manifest that and just all those, you know, all those really good things, just create a network of us, man. And so, um, just like to, I guess, keep the convo going, um, and just kind of put it in this frame of mind is everything about race. Um, yes, (laughs) if you at least going to talk about it from an American standpoint or any, honestly, any historical standpoint for real, for real, when it comes to black people, it's going to be yes, because I mean, yeah, like I do, y'all know what I'm talking about. So, um, yeah, at its core, it really is, and that's you know, that's whether again, like you're very, you know, very obviously pro-black. Like you're an artist who's, you know, um, a lot of your muses are black women, or they're black men, or experiences of black life, or you're a photographer and you do photojournalism in the black community, whatever it is. Um, you know, those are more obvious versions, but. Even if you're a nail tech or a lash tech or you do hair, there are so like it goes back to race. Like, you know, like getting your nails done in the black community is a big thing. Like we we really be innovating that thing. Like, come on now. Or even like hair, like braids and all like it has like this history in Africa that and I know that sounds so like hotep right now. but <laughs> And like just like so uninformed because I'm not being very specific. Um, but yeah like hair and our coat like every all of our stuff has these roots these very enriching roots um that just deserve to be known um so yeah so yes it is about race i'm sorry to disappoint um it might not be blatantly about race but it's you know this this is definitely about race bro and that's and even without the history of just like black influence all these different cultural um aspects you have to think even outside of that if you don't want it to be about race it's going to be about race because guess what your clientele is probably a lot of black people and um that kind of just like segues me into my next point um just about how like i mentioned like you know they i'm doing this podcast in the midst of like the protests starting and stuff like that and I'm not going to police other people and what they should and shouldn't be posted because first of all, who am I? Um, you know, my thing is we're always on a journey to like learn and grow more. Um, and I don't have, I don't, again, I try not to make blanket statements because there's no one size fits all for anything, especially topics like this. There's not. Um, and so at least for me and in my opinion, um, you know, I think, for at least for branding and businesses you need to acknowledge how blackness impacts your company and show that you care or at least are pretend to care um (laughs) and that's just being honest like you know these big companies putting out stuff nike and you know fashion over whatever like black culture has made these companies what they are and as much as i would love for them to always take a stance to take a political stand i recognize that 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 doesn't fit in their brand in their grand scheme of things now if they do cool great love it perfect 
cool. I'm fucking with it. But if they don't, not that I can't blame them, but like, it's not surprising to me. And I think that's really kind of where I come from. Smaller brands, I definitely like, I mean, like I like seeing um, how other photographers that like I follow, like other creatives are really like finding ways um, to, you know, put their foot down and like be part of the fight. However, I also do think at especially times like this, you have to definitely take a step back as well and remember like who you are as a brand and what you do because I mean if you want to keep posting about the protests and post about you know police brutality and stuff like that then by all means like do that like that's what you want to do do it and people who don't like it can unfollow you and stop patronizing if that's how they really feel but on the flip side it's also that I don't I don't want it to become this thing where black creative and I don't think it'll I don't think black creatives will but um I've already seen it where it's just like you know stop posting your selfies we don't care about your selfies and there are black creatives bloggers and youtubers who have to keep the content rolling they have agreements and contracts that they signed on one hand it's like I you know and there's like everybody tweets this all the time now I want to stay informed and I want to keep up with everything in the protests and make sure you know I'm part of the fight and I'm down for the people you know down with the get down but on the flip side it's like this shit is overwhelming like this is really crazy and I don't know if I want to be bombarded with it all the time and I'm willing to say that and I'm open to saying that and like having that dialogue because again there's you have to recognize there's no one um one size fits all for black people or anybody but specifically black people um black people excuse me we're not like a monolith you know um so that's how I feel about it how am I approaching it as a brand um my biggest thing like I said is like the mental health and like taking breaks and stuff like that because we can tell people donate money put your money where your mouth is go out on the streets go fight but protesting ain't for everybody and not everybody got the bread so like you know what can you do or you know you're feeling very overwhelmed and you know maybe you're not protesting maybe you haven't even donated but you just feel overwhelmed by seeing it on social media I want to find something that's happy but it's also like I feel like I I feel like I'm not allowed to be happy um just get, and again looking at those identities that I belong to but I know that I'm entitled to be happy and upset um at the same time because I'm a complex you know complex human being or whatever these these are definitely going to be very trying times and definitely we're you know we're at a pivotal moment in history so we'll see but yeah my biggest thing is that as creatives um and as black creatives as of right now like to avoid feeling overwhelmed like it's not it it's not your job to educate everybody you're not gonna be able to say billy joe bob all the time they not ready be you know they might not be with it all the time and with the people and you know what that's fine because there's enough of us who are that can make a change but however also as a black creative you do have to recognize that you stand in a very interesting spot where you can educate and kind of you know and uh entertain or make things more palatable um for people to absorb information and that's like through those infographics that you see and um you know protest flyers and just like all these all these different ways that creators are finding to engage in this dialogue and make change you know there's definitely multiple sides to it um and just my biggest thing is don't let other people police what you can and can't post as a black person black woman whatever and don't feel 
obligated to do what everybody else is doing. You do what you want to do. Um, people might judge you for that and you should be ready for that. But other than that, you know, do what you got to do, man, as a black person. Now, if you are not black, you know, that that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother can of worms. And I don't really feel like addressing that. You know what you should and shouldn't be doing. I'm going to just mind my business because I'm not, like I said, I'm, I'm not going to police people. So, but yeah, so that's like a big, you know, like that's a very big and very relevant example of how intersectionality affects us as black creatives. But um, even like on a more general scale and not like addressing, you know, today's issues and today's ills of the world, um, you look at even like and I know I said I mentioned I wanted to do something on like the economic side of things um you know as black women and like as a black creative like thinking about even just like generational wealth and access to capital that access to capital is going to be so much what that looks like and what where that where that starting mark is is going to be so different for a black woman as opposed to a white woman or you know a non-black woman who's starting a business or just even a white man black man something like that you know it's going to be so much different and the crazy part about it is black women are like the only supposedly um allegedly uh this is from like i read this like forbes and it was in an um it was in a review done by uh american express and it came out that black women are the only demographic to own more businesses and stuff than their male counterparts and that's just really crazy because we do it with so much less like and we do it with so much more opposition i think um and even like the opposition that's like you know the imposter syndrome and not feeling confident enough to put out stuff and you know and again this is me putting it out and trying to overcome that um doubtful self-talk that i feel like a lot of black women have ingrained and just you know women in general whoever in general whatever but especially again black women like have that feeling kind of ingrained and things like that um and so yeah and like even like for the research that american express had done into the economic side of like access to capital and things like that black women while we like our small businesses did end up making more money um and like improving in 2018 but we were only making like 66 grand a person you know a business you know in revenue on average while like the average non-minority so pretty much like white man white woman whatever else other groups that are not uh, minorities um are making like 200 grand in revenue um and part of that definitely does have to go to like the fact that a lot of like black women do start their businesses as side hustles but really um it's the access to capital being a woman being black like it's you know it, it can be hard it can feel like it's definitely an uphill battle but you don't always have to be so strong you don't always have to be like fighting that uphill battle um especially not alone that's a good way to begin to define black women creatives and entrepreneurs. And I hope that over the course of this podcast, that definition definitely evolves and grows and changes. And also is just demonstrated by the people and the stories that you guys are going to hear. So 
upcoming um i definitely am like i said i want to post some resources on my insta um just about like where you guys can donate um for these different protests and rallies that are happening ways to stay safe way to keep your mental health up and safe and you know be encouraged today's call to action is we just have a lot to offer in this world and just because you know there's 10 other youtubers doing the same thing as you doesn't mean what you have to say isn't important you know make it your own of course because you know we don't want oversaturation but the way things look for us i don't i don't know if things can ever be oversaturated so i think part of making our voices heard and like making sure people know what we have to offer is that we stand together um just be the genesis for a new like a new revolution in the arts for real for real man so yeah you guys I want to thank you for listening. This is the first episode, so (laughs) we'll see how it is received. I don't see why anybody will have a problem with it, but, um, you know, just got to see where it goes and stuff like that. Um, And of course, you guys can always follow me on Instagram. I'll probably post it on my Twitter or whatever, but mainly Instagram is like where I want to keep the dialogue. I haven't decided if the podcast is going to get its own Instagram Maybe once it gets some clout, you know, it's been shared and stuff like that. And if I feel the need to go beyond just giving it like a story highlight or like post on my actual page, um, we'll kind of go from there. But you guys can follow me on IG, Amina Simone dot JPG. So that's going to be A-M-I-N-A-S-Y-M-O-N-E dot J-P-G. Amina Simone dot JPEG. It's not really JPEG because there's no E, but y'all get the point, okay? So, yes, go ahead, um, follow that, do that. Oh, if you want to be on the show or, like, interviewed or whatever else and, like, chit-chat with me and, you know, make an episode, holla at me. Please let me know. DM me. Um, you guys can email me. Y'all, pro- everybody listening right now probably has my number. <laughs> That's okay. It's going to expand. I have hopes. But, um, yeah, you guys can just contact me, hit me up, and let me know if y'all want to be on the show. So, thank you, and, you know, stay safe out there, y'all.